0: Hey, hey, Michigan Maniacs. This is the Michigan Maniac Podcast, and I am your host, Adam Brewer. Uh, before we get into the podcast, let's go ahead and get some things taken care of here. Uh, like always, please go to the Michigan Maniac Podcast fan page on Facebook. Uh, this is where I post all fun things about Michigan, uh, anything, even baseball now. go figure even baseball now is being posted on the maniacs fan page uh so go do that i get a hold of you guys we have a great time it's been a fantastic pleasure getting to know all of you so let's get into this episode now um more likely it's probably not gonna be that long of one but it's gonna be interesting so we're gonna go over a few things Um, First of all, let's just get this out of the way, because I don't know much about it, and I can't really talk and tell about it. And I'm actually kind of disappointed in myself that I didn't know that Michigan baseball is fucking good. Who knew, right? I didn't even know we had a baseball team up until about two years ago, to be quite honest. Didn't know. Knew we had softball. Did not know we had baseball. And guess what? We've had baseball since 1984, Wow, that's a year after I became a Michigan fan. That's right, guys. A year after. Um, this is actually our eighth appearance into the College World Series. Uh, we just beat Florida State tonight, 2-0. Very impressive. Full game by one of our, uh, <laughs> our pitchers. Don't know his name. Should have looked it up. Didn't. I think it's Harris or something. Anyways... Uh, 2-0, a complete win for that poor guy, Our poor guy, great guy. Um, we just beat Texas Tech the week before that, a couple days before that, for the revenge to get back, uh, you know, get that revenge factor over uh, the basketball team, you know, our loss in the Sweet 16. Um, don't know really what to expect next. I don't know if this is a round robin, if there's a loser's bracket, you know, uh, whatever this is. Uh, I know... Maybe we might play, um, I think I wrote it down here, we might play Vanderbilt or Mississippi State, I believe. They play tomorrow. They're the only ones that aren't in the loser's bracket, so I believe they're next, whoever wins that. That's what I want to think. I don't know, though, 100%. Either way, we look great. We have have the coach of the year. We have a fantastic team that no one's believed in. Uh, So, hey, there we go. We're doing great. Uh, more to come later, I guess. I, there's too many sports to follow. We're getting too good at everything. The female softball team, the lady softball team is fantastic. They lost in the in the uh, softball World Series or whatever that is. Can't tell you who, but they look great for a while. I think they won the Big Ten this year, the Big Ten tournament. Uh, the female, uh, the lady uh, gymnast, phenomenal. Our basketball team went Sweet 16. Don't know what the ladies did uh we all know about football where we're at on that so i mean hockey needs to start uh you know being so herky-jerky we'll win we'll lose whatever you know I, i take you guys are amazed at my overall knowledge of our school and the team that the teams that we love so moving on moving past this we had a Wide receiver, go into the transfer portal, I believe, two weeks ago. Mr. Oliver Martin, a kid I really had high hopes for. I saw very little of him, but the stuff that I did see of him, he was very impressive. Uh, He was a shorter version of what I thought Ed McCaffrey was. You know, one of those guys who has decent speed, runs great routes, good hands, uh, doesn't get scared when somebody's in his face. That kind of stuff. I was very impressed with who he is as a player. I know his freshman year he was hurt, was fighting off some uh, some injury issues uh, last year. I you know he got a few he got a few plays. He got in there. You know it just it just wasn't meant to be, I guess. Uh, so he moves on and he now enrolls in Iowa. As soon as he enrolls in Iowa and gets on the team, he is their best wide receiver. <laughs> Iowa has great tight ends. They just put two of them into the NFL, uh, so that's impressive. They have a returning uh, quarterback, Nate Stanley, I believe is his name is. Uh, so he's going to need some talent on that wide receiving core, and I truly believe Oliver Martin is the guy. Now, I haven't read up much to see if the NCAA granted him uh, an exception to play next year or he has to wait a full year for transferring. I can't tell you if that's what's going to happen. But we do play Iowa, I believe, game six this year. It's at the big house. So I would love – well, first of all, I hope we whip their ass. Uh, and then I would like to see him actually have a good game, be quite honest, if he's able to play. I really want to see this kid succeed. I kind of like him. I think he has some talent there that we just – and let's face it, you've got to be outstanding now to get a starting spot as a Michigan Wolverine. I know there's a lot of people saying, "Oh, there's too many kids transferring out. That's got to be a bad sign for the Michigan Wolverine football team. It's got to be something about Harbaugh." No, it's not. It's it's actually a very good sign if you ask me. Right? Because these kids are not transferring out because we're 3 and 9. These kids are transferring out because they're they're solid great players or good players, but they're not great, or they can't they can't crack that starting lineup. And let's face it, as a college football player, you could have if you put together one good year. You're really, as a freshman and sophomore, you're really playing for your junior season, right? Because that's when you can go out at the end of your sophomore. If you're a redshirt sophomore, you can you can bust out to the NFL. But you're really playing for that junior year. If you can put together a great junior year, you can make a ton of money in the NFL, or at least get a career in the NFL. Um, and that's what uh, Martin's looking for right now. He's, I think, he's going to be a redshirt sophomore. And This is his season, and he was not, let's just face it, he wasn't going to crack the starting lineup at Michigan. I mean, he just wasn't. We have three of the best wide receivers in college football, in the Big Ten, the whole deal, right? We just do. Uh, DPJ, Nico Collins, Treke Black, I mean, even Mike Sanders still was getting more more reps than him. Uh, you're going to have Giles Jackson. You're going to have Ronnie Bell. You're just going to have tons of talent at the wide receiver spot so I don't blame him he wants to get noticed and what's the best way to get noticed go back to your hometown Iowa and get on that team because they play a ton of great schools in the big Ten and you're the best wide receiver as you walk onto that field for Iowa you're going to get looks you're going to get throws plain and simple he's playing for his future so I don't blame him for that I actually commend him go for it bro I hope you do well I really really, really do. Um, not against us by the way, but I just hope you do well. Anyways, we'll move on. Uh, so we have got the strength of schedules out, right? And they've ranked them from one through 14 in the big 10. Now I'm not going to go through all of them, right? I was going to go where they rank and the teams that I think are important and where, and who we play, right? So one through three goes like this, Michigan, obviously number one, tough schedule. I mean, we knew that from the get. Um also, the number 2 Wisconsin. I I think that guarantees they're going to suck this year. I think you're looking at maybe a uh, 7 and 6, 8 and 5 kind of team. Uh their their quarterback Hornibrook, left, transferred. They still have that great running back. Uh, obviously, they'll always have a great offensive line. I just don't see them putting together a much better season than 8 and 5. Also, then you go number three, you got little brother, Michigan State. I don't know how they're going to be good. I really don't. I I don't. You one of your when one of your top recruits uh, decommits and then goes to Rutgers, That's right. Don't know the kid's name. I, I reported on it earlier in this offseason, but the kid left decommitted from Michigan State. Michigan State and went to Rutgers. He's like, I'd rather be two and two and ten or two and nine, whatever the hell it is, than even be seven and six. I mean, that goes to show you the kind of crap this university is becoming again, or actually normalizing to. I mean, let's face it, they were never. Great, until Michigan fell. I've said this a million times, I'm not going to go over it again. We all know the only reason why Michigan State has even had a reputation is because Michigan sucked for about a decade. Um so blah. And then you got Ohio State at seven. <laughs> wow, Ryan Day better be thanking the big ten gods for that fucking level of or maybe it's Ohio State. He's uh, setting them up. I don't really know how, how college colleges set up their their uh, schedules, but I'm sure they, they book their own talent. Um, then you got Penn State at 12. James Franklin, better hope he had the 12th strength. I mean, literally, that's the third weakest schedule in the Big Ten. And he's – I'll get into James Franklin in a minute. But then you got Indiana at 14, so they're going to be good this year. The, they have the easiest schedule in the Big Ten. They're going to be good this year. They're returning most of their players on offense. They have a decent defense. They're going to be good. They're they're going to be for them eight and five. I think that's a great season for them. Maybe seven and six. They're going to be a scare for some Big Ten teams. Uh, Iowa sixth ranked uh, schedule on the, and then you have Northwestern who won. Uh, The other side, the what west side of the Big Ten last year with a barely over 500 record, with I think four losses, uh, with the eighth strength, uh, the eighth hardest schedule. Okay, so we see where all these teams play out, and these are are the only teams that even matter in the in the uh, Big Ten. Don't give me don't give me Nebraska. Don't give me Maryland. Fuck them. They still got some time to fucking show up. Like Scott Frost, maybe over five hundred this year. Maybe Maryland. Who knows? They got they got major problems at the quarterback position. Major major problems everywhere offensively, except for running back. Um. So let's get into Franklin. Now, Franklin, for some reason, has got this reputation of being one of the best or if not considered the best coach in the Big Ten right now. Uh, That's crazy to me only because James Franklin as a coach is awful. He's a great cheerleader. He's awful as a head coach, right? And I'll be honest. I'll I'll tell you why. Uh, All his success – as a head coach, should be given to uh, Joe Moorhead. That is, if you don't know who Joe Moorhead is, he was the offensive coordinator for Penn State in 2016 and 2017. They're only two really good seasons, right? They were 11-3 in 2016 and and 11-2 in 2017, which was their... Uh, big 10 championship year, which by the way, they lost to us 49 to 10 or something to that nature. Uh, yeah. A, well, one, no, actually 2016, my bad, 2016, we beat them 49 to 10, 2017. They whipped our ass as uh, because we had Corn at the helm. Uh, no shock there. And they also had, I mean, let's face it, uh, McSorley, Barkley, that big-ass tight end that could jump out of this, the fucking stadium to catch any pass possible. They had unbelievable passing game. They had the speed and, the speed and space passing game that we have now. Uh, also, to give you an idea, who was on that coaching staff on 2016 and 2017 was our own Josh Gaddis. That's right. Josh Gaddis had been promoted, I believe, up to assistant uh, like the assistant, uh, offensive coordinator, I guess the same spot he had with Alabama, but, uh, for, but in that year when they were phenomenal in two thousand and two thousand seventeen, one 2017, one of the best seasons, mm, uh, Penn state's ever had, not because of Franklin, but because of his assistance. Now you give Franklin normal assistance because Gaddis moved on to Alabama and Moorhead moved on to take the the head coaching job at Mississippi State, you go into this last season, 2018, they were 9-4. and Now, it's a little misleading. They could have been a lot better than that. Uh, They had Ohio State on the ropes. He, as a coach, had called, what, two timeouts in a row as they're driving down for the winning score. Uh, calls the worst fourth down play I've ever seen in my life, which was like a delayed draw on fourth down in like eight or something like that. or I mean, not even fourth down in eight. I mean, it was it was pretty makeable. And they had moved down the field, m- mind you, with McSorley just ad-libbing, basically. Run, I'll pass, run, pass, whatever. They're moving down the field. He takes two timeouts and comes up with the worst Worst play ever. If that doesn't tell you how bad of a coach he is. I mean, he once and then gets destroyed by Michigan. Talked a lot of shit, by the way, leading up to that game. Showed no type of adjustment in a first half to second half. He's an awful coach. Awful. Great. He's probably a great recruiter, a uh, great cheerleader, but an awful 100% awful coach, and that's going to show this year. I mean, he's, I think Harbaugh's 3-1 and one against this guy since Harbaugh's come in. 3-1, and one. that's right. So there's no real threat that we're going to lose to Penn State this season. I don't know why people worry about that, and I don't know why people worry about Wisconsin. I know we got to play Wisconsin at home. Okay, sure, they're tough at home. They're not going to be good. They're not. I mean, we're going to – people worry because we have what people believe to be a weak uh, defensive line coming up or questions at the linebacking core. I don't see it. I know there's questions. I get it. Yes, I get it. What's uh, Hutchinson going to be like? Carlo Kemp, all these guys. Now, uh, Pay. what are they going to be when they finally get the shot to be the starters, right? Not worried. I'm just not worried. I love the new defensive, the new defensive coach. Uh, he's he's like I said. I think I said this last this last uh, episode that he's so filled with life and he played in the NFL. He he's infectious. He really is. His attitude and his beliefs are going to get these kids up and they're going to be ready to play. I don't know about our our linebackers. That could be, that really could be our weak spot. So, yeah, maybe we're in the top five, top 10 defensives in college football this season, but our defensive uh, backfield's amazing. Uh, Last time I checked, Penn State doesn't have a clear cut starting quarterback right now. They're Tommy Stevens, I believe his name is or whatever, I believe it's Tommy Stevens. I could be wrong because I don't pay attention to Penn State. But whoever they had at their starting, or not starting, but their backup role last year when he came in and threw the interception to Brandon Watson. Yeah, that's right, Brandon Watson. <laughs> uh, he's gone. Their starting, starting back has gone. They have one good wide receiver. I I don't see... Penn State being good this year, I, I think it's going to be very apparent that Harbaugh is the best coach in the Big Ten. I really do. I Like I said, this is a Big Ten championship year for us. This is a uh, playoff berth for us. And if you see anything else, everybody else is kind of predicting it as well. I'm not going to be the first one to say that. I mean, right now we're predicted to be the fourth team in the college playoff as as one, one of these guys predicted. I still think it's going to be us. I think we're going to be in there. I don't think we're going to lose a game this season. Uh, I'll go over, you know, what the schedule is going to look like. But I really do. I don't think we're going to – I don't think we're going to lose. I just don't. I think speed and space is going to be everything that we want it to be. I uh, I I have high hopes this season. I'm telling you right now, I just, I truly believe we're on pace to just dominate. And let's face it, one of the main keys to Franklin's Big Ten championship year was Josh Gaddis. And who does Josh Gaddis coach for now? Us. So you want to watch another ass whooping? We're going to give them another ass whooping. It's just every year we play them, it's an ass whooping. I mean, out of Harbaugh's three years, I think we won one year twenty-eight nineteen or something. So that was a closer game, but forty-nine ten, whatever. We beat them last year forty-four to three or forty-four to eight, whatever the fucking score was. I mean, we whipped their ass. Three out of, I mean, three out of the four games. Yes, the one loss was a beatdown. But like I said, we had O'Korn. As a, as a fucking starting quarterback. You can't have O'Korn as your starting quarterback and expect to win games. You just couldn't. Plain and simple. It, our defense can only do so much. When you're out on the field, 75% of the game, you're going to get blown out. Uh, that's really about it this week. I mean... We've had some impressive, stu- some impressive stuff as an overall university. So as fans, we should be very thankful that our Wolverine men are going into the Baseball World Series. We're, about two games away from winning it all, I think. Uh, we're pretty damn excited. I mean, we got Speed and Space coming up soon. We're like 68, 69 days away from that happening. I mean, there's a lot of great things happening in Michigan. Uh, Like I always say, it is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. It is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. And always and forever, guys, go Blue.